What's up, Myco family? Mycotrophic here. Welcome back to the podcast where together we are going to grow in mind, body, spirit, and mushroom. Today we have a special guest. We have Talia of Lacuna Medicinals out of San Diego, California. She established her business in the early um, times of 2023, so just recently, has some great products and is a mycologist and alchemist. So we are going to talk everything fungi and alchemy today. I think those are going to be our predominant uh, focuses. But also, um, I guess to start, I know you from originally met you through the um, mushroom companies, um, Mindful Mushrooms. Sorry, I don't know why that like was passing me. It's one of my favorite mushroom companies of all time. You are uh, a myco- you are a mycologist at Mindful Mycology or Mindful Mushrooms in San Diego. So that's how I first met you, and uh, I guess that'll be our starting point. But thank you so much for coming on today. I really am excited to have you on. And how are you doing? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm really honored to be here and to nerd out with you about mycology and all things mushrooms. And yeah, I think we first met here in San Diego, and I was just grateful to know another grower. Yeah. Um, who also, you know, has such intention and care with what you do and your craft and have really felt your passion. And yeah, I feel like you're pretty renowned in the Myco community. So it's cool to be able to like talk to you and always like bounce ideas off with you. And I'm really grateful for the mentorship that you've provided me with as well throughout the years. Oh man, thank you. Big ups. I appreciate that. I mean, to me, I just know you as Talia and we're just friends. So like (laughs) to hear that, I'm like, oh man, like my cheeks were all red. Appreciate it. So yeah, I don't even know where to start. Um, I've, I've been seeing you blossom as like a person and mycologist. And then recently, I guess more of the alchemic alchemical, I should say, um, kind of route. Uh, I'm, I'm super interested in, in everything. But I kind of want to start with like you introducing yourself and letting everybody know like what, you know, and you mentioned intention, like what are some of your, what are some of your intentions with the work you do and like what's most interesting to you in your life as a mycologist or what you're doing with uh, your business or just in life in general? Yeah, great question. So I'm Talia. I was born and raised on Oahu in Hawaii. And I always felt this innate connection with nature, just like the natural world in general. And I first started by, well, I'd say I first started my journey with mushrooms when I was about 15 years old. My sister had brought me over with her to her friend's house. And I saw a monotub sitting on the counter with like a bunch of mushrooms growing in it. And I remember just feeling so fascinated by the fact that you could grow mushrooms in a plastic tote on your counter. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I guess that's like where the, the seed was planted or in this case, the spore was germinated. And yeah. um, I really felt in my soul that I wanted to, you know, pursue farming and I kind of have always um, felt that and wanted to help people um, heal themselves through food And yeah, fast forward to today, I have really delved into the Michael world and I have met so many amazing people through this work. And I started off um, in 2018 when I had moved to San Diego to go to school originally and I wanted to study nutrition 
and I, I did go to school for a year and I really was fascinated with Ayurveda, which is actually not far off from what I'm doing now. But in yeah. that first year, I just noticed that nutrition wasn't taught to me in the holistic approach that I really craved. And so I dropped out of school after that first year. But what my roommates don't know is that I was actually growing mushrooms in my closet that first, that freshman year of college. And it really, really allowed me to feel more connected with nature and which is crazy because I, I did feel like that disconnect after leaving the island. And then the fact that I was growing mm. mushrooms like in my dark closet and then getting to eat them and share them with other people and to witness the profound healing that happened. Uh, it, I just felt super inspired. And then I was like, well, maybe I want to go down this route. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I always have loved plants as well and just worked in the cannabis industry for a few years after that first year of dropping out of school and it was great i love cannabis still as a powerful ally and i think it showed me a lot of what i wanted to do for work and just helping people and then kind of naturally i got swayed into the direction of working with mushrooms after doing after working in the cannabis industry, I didn't feel like it was necessarily in my path to work with cannabis. And eventually, I just found the mushrooms and everything worked out so synchronistically. And Evo, who is the founder of Mindful Mushrooms, actually mentored me in a lot of the laboratory works and like hands-on works. And I got to have a great foundation for mycology. And since then, I've just like fully dove in to the myco world um, but everything that I learned you know with that first grow was just straight up off of reddit and youtube and like philly golden teacher and you know like all of these people who were yeah. just sharing from their at home grows and I was able to have success on my first grow which is really awesome and yeah just I kind of just went from there and have been learning so much every single day, truly just working alongside with these teachers of mine. And yeah, I feel like the more that I learn, it's like the less that I know. And I'm just so grateful to, yeah, to be in this realm with the plants and the mushrooms. It's great. <laughs> Amazing. Great. Uh, great introduction. That gives a really good scope of what you're interested in and a little bit of some of some backstory. So very similar to you, I was in the cannabis industry for quite some time. And that was my first look into something outside of the norm that wasn't pharmaceutical grade, that was helping people with cancers or various other diseases. But something about it just I just I just knew I wouldn't do it forever. Um and luckily I did find mycology. So that at one point I was doing both and then of course jumped. Um so how did you stumble into the amazing opportunity of working at Mindful Mushrooms? Because I remember going to that facility first time and there was just a bunch of colonizing like fruiting blocks. Like that entire place was just like, just colonizing us. I was like, whoa, you know, I, I thought so much different of it. It was the first gourmet mushroom uh, facility I had actually been to. And I saw your guys' clean room. I was just blown away. And then, of course, I watched you guys um, move into the new facility. 
beautiful. One of my most viewed Instagram videos is that tour um, walk into the fruiting room, which is massive. And there's all kinds of lion's mane, all kinds of different mushrooms. Like, how did you fall into such an opportunity? And, and what has it been like to work there the last, you know, however many years? Yeah, it's been great to work there. I'm, I love it there so much. It, it feels like a dream job of mine Yeah. in many ways, but it all started when I had gone to the farmer's market and saw their booth. And I saw the array of mushrooms that they had, and it was the first time I had been introduced to so many different varieties of gourmets. And I just started straight up talking to Evo, and I was like, this is so cool. And we ended up connecting, and I said, well, if you ever need help, like, I would love to help in any way that I can. And that was, like, the very beginning of my journey, and I was also unemployed at the time because I had just quit my job managing like a dispensary and yeah it was just I was ready for a change and I was really actively calling that in and then yeah I met Evo and then basically he was like yeah just show up and we yeah we connected he also worked in the cannabis industry for a long time and him and I we just had very similar interests and also a similar vision. And I told him, you know, I'm really not experienced in this field, just so you know. And he said, you know, well, it's really about the passion that you hold and also like your drive to show up and to work hard. And yeah, that was like two years ago. And it's been great to see our evolution over time. You know, we started in a 2000 square foot small building in Spring Valley and really, really packed the space and like filled it so much. And then, you know, within these past few years, we've grown tremendously and now we're even outgrowing our current space. And the expansion wow. is just, is just amazing to witness on all levels. And also to see how much the community has supported us and how much they really love mushrooms. And that's a huge part of it for me is being able to educate people and because you know like the realm of fungi is so misconceptualized and like just misunderstood because of lack of education and we're not really taught about fungi enough in school and mm -hmm. things like that so be being able to educate people a bit more about the capacity um that they have you know in terms of like healing our physical and spiritual bodies i'm so passionate about being able to share that with people and yeah, Mindful Mushrooms has been a great avenue for me to have all of these resources to share and also, of course, to like experiment with growing mushrooms in so many different ways. And yeah, I love Mindful Mushrooms. Shout out Evo and Brad. They're like working so hard to make this vision a reality and they inspire me in many ways. That's awesome. I really look forward to having them on the show too. And um you were, yeah, just to give like a, a precursor of like what you do over there, I can only imagine. So like you, you, you have this great opportunity, you're learning uh, how to grow so many different types of mushrooms. Well, I'm, I remember walking into that fruiting room when you brought me in there and just being like, oh, like a, I don't even have like such in awe. I was like, oh my God. Like there was like, I think shiitakes growing. There was like pianos, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, like what, what is, what kind of a variety of mushrooms have you guys been growing or what are you uh, consistently growing over there? What, and what are some of your favorites? 
Yeah, we pretty much have grown, or at least attempted to grow every kind that you can cultivate, but yeah. consistently lion's mane. I mean, we're growing the most lion's mane more than anything else. And yeah, yeah, some weeks we're growing a thousand pounds, but we've grown over 13, 14 varieties. My personal favorites are definitely maitake, yeah. piopino, lion's mane, shiitake. I just keep going down the list. I'm like, I can't yeah. choose. <laughs> uh, but yeah, those are definitely some of my favorites. And yeah, I started off just harvesting for a while and just showing up every day and just, you know, like picking all the mushrooms and boxing them up, which... I'm so grateful to have had that introduction because I really felt like I could commune with the mushrooms and kind of build a deeper relationship just with like literally showing up and spending time with them. Yep. And then it kind of evolved into me learning more about like the laboratory work and um, different techniques to grow. And then I kind of branched off a bit, you know, after that first year with mindful to do my own thing and was so supported by, you know, my mentors there at Mindful Mushrooms, and I mean, still to this day, so supported. And now I kind of am doing more of the visionary work for Mindful Mushrooms and managing some of our restaurant clients, but also figuring out ways in which we can expand and also teach the community and offer more community outreach things. Mm, gotcha. Okay. So that's like a bulk of your, I would say like work. Um, but let's kind of dive into some of the work that you're most consumed with in your personal life. And that seems to be uh, lacuna medicinals. Can you kind of talk about the inspiration behind the creation of that or what you're trying to bring into from higher realms into this like physical form and, and how it's manifested? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so Lacuna Medicinal started off as a passion project, really, and me just experimenting with growing all different types of mushrooms and for science, of course, growing yeah. cubensis and just learning about different techniques. And it was something that I really, really loved to do. And after working with Mindful for so long, I was like, well, I can't just grow these types of mushrooms. Like I want to experiment with growing all types of mushrooms. And yeah, I was same. really just feeling like the, the pool to work with psilocybe. And a large part of that was inspired by my first experience with magic mushrooms. And that was in Hawaii. Actually, crazy story. So that friend that I mentioned who was growing in monotub years later I had reconnected with her and I think at the time I was 17 years old and I said hey like I'm ready to try mushrooms for the first time and I know you grow them and I kind of just had this like intuitive feeling that like I needed to know the grower and she was also female which just felt good for me and yeah I had no like prior knowledge of you know, like the energy exchange that actually goes into growing mushrooms. Mm. But I'm really proud of my younger self for like having that <laughs> intuition and just like knowing about proper sourcing. And yeah, I got like, I got, I think a quarter of mushrooms from her, which I shared with my best friend. And 
we had this incredible experience together, you know, on the beach in Hawaii. And I was pretty young still at the time. And, you know, we just, we just felt that we wanted to have this experience and her and I were still best friends to this day. And, you know, we had a really deep friendship and we grew up together and eating mushrooms together, you know, like it even brought us closer to like closer and allowed us to feel even more connected, which we didn't think was even possible. Mm. But I guess like to sum up that experience, I was able to feel every emotion and to see my life from many different angles and to witness like the wounds that I had been holding like so heavily and to have compassion for those parts of myself Mm. and to also feel like that I think some of the, the resentment that I was holding against people that had done me wrong and that have hurt me throughout my life. And then also being able to feel like the love for them and maybe why they had projected those emotions onto me. And so the mushrooms, like they, they just like really opened up my mind and my heart to the possibility of healing and little did I know that I was going to be like balls deep in this, in the mushroom industry years later, you know, but Mm. that was kind of like my introduction to healing and to, you know, the power that psilocybin really has on our brains. And then, yeah, so that was in 2017, moved to San Diego, worked with mindful for a few years finally felt the confidence to, you know, experiment with my own grow. And I started Lacuna Medicinals as just like an outlet to share medicine with people. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that a lot of people that I did share medicine with, they really valued the quality of the product. And I just, I got so much amazing feedback from people in my community. And it started off really, really grassroots. I mean, really small. And I just wanted to be like an outlet for people to source quality products. And I mean, to this day, that is still so, so important for me. And then naturally, I mean, we just started to grow and I started to grow more mushrooms and yeah. So we offer, you know, a wide variety of different products that include, you know, both sacred and medicinal mushrooms And it's been such a journey to be able to witness, you know, the healing that they bring to the community. And now I've been, you know, of course, still growing and diving more into the world of alchemy and extracts and yes, still doing similar work and, you know, stepping more into this ceremony work as well. And um, just being more, intentional with the way that I administer the medicine to people as I learn. Interesting. So you have grown yourself. You had a powerful um, experience and essentially it sounds like you wanted to kind of share that and you have continued to do so and have a lot of intent. So intent is so big. And I think that can be a portion of our conversation too, because I think quality and intent are, um, intertwined themselves. So as you've grown and you've kind of delved more into the um, intentful side, it seems like you're like really trying to, I mean, I don't know how to explain it other than like 
I see all like you can, if you're watching the video version of this guys, if you haven't, you know, please watch the video version, but I can see equipment behind you. I feel like that's like the middle section of a sock slit extractor, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And uh, so you're like really like making like powerful stuff. Can you talk about some of the the things that you're really excited about and some of the, the alchemy you're learning and maybe how you started learning that and doing that? Sure. Yeah, I have always really been into chemistry and learning more about, you know, like the roots of chemistry and even, you know, the history of medicine. It wasn't so long ago where magic and astrology and herbalism were all grouped in the same realm of medicine. Um, And then chemistry is kind of like a more isolated scientific form of alchemy and yeah, I have felt drawn a lot to, you know, different entheogens and what they can do to our brains and just really had a fascination with all of it and wanted to dive deeper into working with different plants and being able to work with them in a holistic way, in a way that feels like tangible to me and my experience. And science, like, as much as I loved it, I always felt like it was lacking the spirit. And mm-hmm. what I love with alchemy is that it provides, you know, like a basis of knowledge for an all-encompassing way of making medicine. Yeah, so I guess what I'm excited about is the amount that I'm learning in this realm. And, you know, we actually are alchem- all alchemists and all practicing magic. We just don't always know that we Agreed. are. And, you know, like what you do with the mushrooms as well and what farmers are doing. And yeah, people are, how we're like manifesting with our words and casting spells, like that's all magic. And just yeah. bringing more intention and awareness into it is what I've really been about. So yeah, and um, recently, really diving into the realm of spagyria, which is basically a term that was deemed by Paracelsus. And what it means is a form of extraction that encompasses the mind, body, and the spirit of a plant in its whole. Mm. And he, he was an alchemist and a physician. And what the word spagyria means really is to break apart and to recombine. And we can do that through a process of tincturing and then calcining that that plant material or fungal material that you extract with. And when you calcine it, you're burning off a lot of the carbon. And it's so it's this process of burning it for hours and hours. And I actually recently invested in a kiln, which helps expedite that process. And through that burning process, you're actually bringing a lot of the minerals out and you do this process of leaching where you add those, that calcined material into water, into distilled water, and then you evaporate the water out and you're left with these crystals. And in alchemical terms, this is like the body, you know, and you're when you add those crystals back into the extracted tincture, it's actually changing the electromagnetic charge of the potion and allowing it to be full spectrum and um, 
allowing it to be um, absorbed on a more cellular level. So not having to go through the digestive tract and you can kind of feel that it has like this charge to it when you, you know, when you put it under your tongue and um, a little goes a long way when you extract in that way. And of course, like it is such a process, but I feel like it's, it's the future, the ancient future of medicine. And mm. I mean, a lot of these pro drugs in pharma were actually isolated using this vajeric process. And I think we often forget like, oh, this actually, this alkaloid actually came from a plant. So working with nature in a way that, that is holistic, you know, and doesn't leave out anything. And, you know, it's been amazing to feel the benefits of this process, you know, and like in my life and how these medicines have really, really helped me and been my allies. And we go through so much to go through this like extra process of, you know, burning the bodies and like adding the salts back. And it's a lot of work, but I feel like it's really important. And I'm very passionate about the whole process. I can tell and it shows. That's really cool. So I kind of want to talk about the alchemy of like just your physical body. And I think a lot of that is movement. I know you're um, quite into yoga and that's a whole alchemy in itself. Do you, do you have a community of other yoga practitioners? And I, I want to say your community is a, a focus of your community is also um, women as well, right? Is this correct? Yeah, yeah. definitely. So, yeah, I would say that most of our, actually most of our clients are women. They tend to be like older women as well. But to your question about yoga, I definitely really value movement and, and yoga because it allows me to feel in tune with my physical body. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so important in the work that I do, just allowing me to feel able to serve others and like in order to do that I have to feel good in my own body and I think about that a lot actually with you know what I'm preaching and just to make sure that I'm not just talking the talk but also walking the walk and my yoga journey was like kind of the introduction into this more spiritual path as well Mm -hmm. and I yeah I'm really grateful to have like such a community here in San Diego of people who are into a lot of the same things. It took me a long time to find that. But now I'm at a point where it's like, we're kind of attuned to to the same symphony, you know, we're all like made of energy and we are vibrations. And when we meet someone else who kind of is on the same page and attuned to that same frequency, you can just feel the energy elevate. And I do feel that way with a lot of my community here and I'm so grateful for all of the other artisans that are, you know, really doing the powerful, holy work. So those, that's a a big pillar in your life. So you have your, your work, your business and your community. What are some other like pillars in your life that are important to you? Family, I'm guessing family's got to be one of them, right? Definitely family. Yeah, community, family, play, movement. Like those are all important pillars of health for me. 
-hmm. And just my connection with nature is huge. And I feel like the more I learn, actually, I, I learned this one from Jasper at Fungi Academy. He always says, the more you know about something, the greater capacity you have to love it. And I feel like every day I'm learning more and more about nature and also how nature is teaching me how I want to move about this life and in terms of true abundance and loving people and trusting and listening. And I think that we can learn so much from the natural world. And that's kind of my, you know, my vision with Lacuna is to remind people of the power that they hold um, and the ability they have to heal themselves and just, you know, using these plants as allies. And I also think that we can use pharmaceutical drugs as allies. It's just knowing how to do that, you know, and being able to, okay. because that is like the holistic approach is like listening to our bodies and what we need when we need it. And I think that has been, you know, really buried and kind of lost and we just simply aren't taught enough. Yeah, I agree. Um, like even down to eating, like for instance, I just got done with a three day water fast. I just from observation of my body, I could tell my upper intestines were, or I guess my small intestines were a little inflamed. Um, it was just feeling like lethargic. And I was like, it's time to just like slow down and had nothing but lemon water. Um, I had a, a bunch of shilajit and salt for days and it was the best reset ever, you know, but they don't teach that. And for most of, I would say most of America, I can't speak for the world, most of my friend group, I mean, that would seem pretty radical. And so do a lot of like the spiritual quote practices, but I think you have to find some groundedness in all of it. And uh, like you had mentioned, like there is a place for, you know, pharmaceuticals um, or like that type of, you know, medicine. Like if you break your arm, uh, you can do all the, you know, Palo Santo and green juice you want, but like you need to go see a physician and they need to like wrap your, your arm up. But also there is like a fine balance of, you know, you know, how you can implement just, you know, the basic things or things like, you know, the products that you make to enhance your everyday life. So it's all a balance. Um, I'm kind of interested in, in, in life in general, because it seems like across the board, you're just very intentful with everything you do. What are some of the, it can be new, old, installed um, tenets of your life that you bring and that kind of like bleed through into your life and into your business. If you had like a couple of those, what would you say those are? Yeah, I would say just mindfulness as a whole is something that I yeah. try to come back to every day mm -hmm. and really, really, like I said, listening to my body and, and a lot of unlearning has happened in my life. I think like going back to what you said and um, we're not taught a lot, but we also are taught a lot that we have to like learn, unlearn so that we can relearn and figure out what works best for us and like our constitution. Yeah. And so that has been, you know, a huge part of my journey and I think just tuning into, okay, what am I going to do in this moment that feels right for me and not necessarily what's going to make me the most money or 
whatnot, you know, and that that's like integrity for me too. And also just working in reciprocity with the plants and the fungi, because I mean, really, I've had people tell me, well, how do your mushrooms look so good? And like, what are you doing? And what's your secret? And I've told a lot of people that I've just really shown up for them. And I've, I've yeah. done my best to listen to them. And they're a lot similar to us genetically, you know, and mm -hmm. a lot of the times, like, if I don't feel good in my fruit room, I'm like, they definitely don't feel good. Like, if I feel like mm -hmm. I'm suffocating, they definitely are as well. So that's what I'll tell people often if I'm doing like consultation work is like, really, really tune into the spirit of the mushroom. And it might sound woo woo, but it, I mean, science and and mysticism, I mean, they're so intertwined and it's really our brains that have separated those and over time, you know? Um, we yeah, like the woo-woo over here, by the way. This this podcast is based on woo-woo, but there's science behind it. Yeah, so continue. I just had to interject there. Right. No, no, you're good. I think I answered your question. <laughs> yeah, no, you definitely did. Um, intent, mindfulness. It's really, yeah, I mean, yeah, those are very important to me as well. And it shows, it definitely shows, I mean, just even through your content and the few times that we got to interact in San Diego as well, like, I believe that, I believe what you say. So we're going into 2024 here. Uh, by the time this episode airs, it will be 2024. What are some of your goals, some of the things that you want to bring into, um, I guess from like, you know, a higher, I guess you could say a higher dimensional awareness, like a fourth and fifth, like what, what kind of like things are floating up there that you want to kind of ground into your, into your space in 2024? And uh, what kind of goals do you, do you have? Hmm. Great question. Yeah, I think something that has been a challenge for me working in this field is my lack of a proper, a, a proper education and not having a degree and also having this like autodidact nature of just like being self-taught and YouTube university and all of those things. <laughs> Same. Yeah. You know how it is. Yeah. And, you know, a really big goal for me is to just continue onward with the confidence and just believing in myself and our vision as a company um, and just continuing to, yeah, like I said, move with integrity and, reach more people as well and just continue to spread the mycelium. And I think we're on the right track to doing that for sure. I would love to do more ceremony work in this coming year. And I actually already have a few dates planned, which is awesome. And wow, that's really great because it, it brings my work full circle and it allows me mm. to see how like the medicine is really, really helping people and integrating into the community and it just, it really sets my soul on fire and allows me to feel so motivated to just go back and continue growing and continue extracting. And yeah, if you would have seen me these past few weeks, like I've just been so, so in it and, you know, working I can see it. hours. <laughs> oh yeah. And I love it so much. Like there's nothing else that I'd rather be spending my time doing. And I, I just feel so grateful that I've found this and, we have this term in Hawaii and it's called kuleana and it's basically like a divine responsibility that we feel 
inherently and it's not like mm. someone told us that we're responsible to do this like it's no it's like we feel this in the essence of our being and I honestly feel like this walking this plant path and working directly with the mushrooms is my dharma and is what I need to be doing and I'm fully in devotion to trusting that that's my reality and yeah just I guess this in this new year just remembering that and through the hardest times you know and just reminding myself that it it's gonna be okay and the mushrooms they have my back and <laughs> mm. yeah burn the karma learn the dharma definitely and that uh that inherent or innate urge or pull to do something that you know is like to the greater good. I very similarly feel that with mycology knowing and and in mycology it started with the cubensis, you know, growing for myself and exploring my own consciousness, expanding, healing, becoming self more self-aware. To be honest, I would probably still be a mouth breather if I wasn't um if I didn't do psychedelic. I don't know where my life. It's very few and far between that I find someone who's like extremely expanded who has not done psychedelics. I know it even if even if it's a precursor or like something they do to kind of open up I, anybody who's done psychedelics will understand like it's a space and there are tools to get there. And that's a, a space where you get to yeah observe your life and, um, and find that was it Kuliana find, to find that like innate, like pulled, like, how can I help people? Yeah. So very, very cool. That's what I like to hear. So I meant, I'm really interested. Um, and you know, I know you mentioned ceremonial work. I've done ayahuasca. I've been in the ceremony space, you know, like you create the container and the intent and uh, everyone's energy is a part of that. At times the everyone's um, consciousness is one. It's very hard to understand if you haven't been in the, in the space, but like you're um, a provider of medicine, but also um, as a, as a practitioner, like what, what do those look like for you? You said you have a couple dates uh, can you tell everybody about some of those um, experiences and maybe if they're in the local area or when they find your page, like how can they be a part of those and what yeah, does that look like? Absolutely. Sorry. The trash truck is passing. No worries. It's kind of, it, it happens all the time. It's life. Okay. I'm going to wait like five seconds and then I'm going to answer. It sounds, it sounds like someone's wrestling in the back. <laughs> <laughs> My trash comes out at like 7 a.m. in the morning. So no worries. Yeah, there we go. There we go. You're good. No worries. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So ceremony work is something that I have been called to ever since I sat with medicine, you know, and mm. I think it's important to intentionally consume these medicines um, mm. in, in a space where we're really honoring the spirit of the mushrooms and similar to ayahuasca and other plant spirits as well. And I've had the privilege of being mentored under some amazing plant people and who have just showed me their style of holding space and holding containers. And I've been able to, you know, like choose what resonates with me from each facilitator and kind of curate my own way of doing it. And, you know, this is something that I've only stepped into really this past year and felt ready to be able to administer medicine in that way and yeah and 
if you guys don't know who are listening, like what ceremony work is or intentionally sitting with medicine, it's sometimes it's one-on-one work, other times it's group work, but basically what we're doing is, you know, we're gathering and we're praying together and we're setting intention together and, and eating medicine together and seeing what comes up. And oftentimes there are different modalities of healing that are incorporated with ceremony, like sound and movement. But basically you're just allowing yourself space to feel and experience what's coming up. Mm. And when you do that with a group of people, there's this amazing synergy that's created. And the amount of healing that I witnessed is absolutely profound. And the amount of magic things that I could tell you and that you probably wouldn't believe or the average person may not believe, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's been so incredible to just be present in those spaces and to do that work. And it, it feels like holy work to me in many ways. And yeah, and some of my clients have become some of my best friends and I feel like I've developed very, very deep connections through that work and been able to travel all over and meet like so many amazing people who are in who are working in similar realms as well. So ceremony work is huge. I think what's huger is the integration. So when you go through something like that personally, what are some of the modalities, practices, tools that you use to kind of integrate what you seen, heard, felt, and, um, and how do you bring that into, because like, my biggest thing this year, my message is, especially with like with mushrooms in particular, is like mushrooms are a tool. They aren't the cure because everyone's different. And like meditation might be the, you know, quote, tool or cure for someone else. Or just going on a simple diet might be, you know, everyone, every, every body is different. But um, in, the, in the aspect of like integration, um, yeah, that's different for everybody too. But do you have any particular um, practices like uh, notebook or, um, you know, going away for three or four days in nature? Like what's your preferred integration uh, method? Yeah, definitely. Before I answer that question, I do want to stem off of what you said about, you know, the mushrooms not being a cure-all or a panacea or even mm-hmm. being the medicine for everyone. And I really want yeah. to make that clear I've seen time and time again where there's people that I talk to that I don't necessarily think that mushrooms are like the best medicine for them, for what they need. And yeah, like you said, everybody is different and every constitution is different. And mm-hmm. our, our goal with Lacuna and like with putting people also on specific microdose protocols is to eventually get them, get them to a place where they don't feel dependent on taking any sort of medicine and they can just feel sure. good in their bodies. So I think that is something that's important to be said um, in this work and not, you know, we're not treating the branch and the leaf, we're treating the root and really getting down to the nitty gritty with, with these medicines. Um, As far as integration, yeah, I think it's so important. And we do talk about this. And when we do group ceremonies, we make sure that we have an integration call you know, usually like a few days after the ceremony and then oftentimes a few weeks after that to just check in on everyone. For me personally, sometimes I will I will sit with mushrooms and 
you know, I'll set a, a specific intention and then the mushrooms will show me something that I didn't even think was in my scope at all. And that's the thing, you know, they work in very mysterious ways and you never know how they're going to or what they're going to show you. And I really appreciate that about the mushrooms. I'm like, okay, I see you. And like, I think that's why I'm really drawn to them is because they do have these like mysterious unseen like qualities to them where Mm -hmm. they're almost so intelligent that we can barely even like begin to comprehend their intelligence. And just the fact that I can like take them and commune with them, I feel like it's such a gift. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, how I integrate is really through, you know, ritual work. And I think a lot of people think that 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 sounds like pretty woo. But a ritual, I mean, by definition, is really something that we do repetitively and that we take space to do. And like me literally taking a deep breath right now, like that could be a ritual, you know, or like having a matcha in the morning with all my medicinal mushrooms in it. Like that's a ritual. And I think that. Um, is really something that we've done, you know, for millennia as human beings to have these rituals. Um, and they look very different for different people. But for me, yeah, it's like definitely journaling after a ceremony experience and getting it all down on paper. Because I'm definitely one to be in my head a lot. And to just like have so many things running through my mind and getting it down on paper just helps me feel like, a relief that I don't have that all in my head anymore. And that I can like, it's easier for me to process once I write things down for sure. So that's an important part of my integration and just being in nature, sitting in nature, like learning about different plants through intuition too. Because if you think about like before science was called science, like, the indigenous people, all they did was went out in nature and really listened. And I think kind of going back to that is, and like tuning back with our cyclical nature and how we can best integrate into, you know, into these natural ways of living again is, is something that I'm really important. That's really important part of my journey. Um, and that's how I integrate best. I agree with you on the notebook. I wrote down like probably 10 pages directly after my ayahuasca experience because one, like you're in that like elevated space in your brain, sometimes moving like 10 times faster than it usually does, or you're getting downloads like, and I say that, you know, almost like there's a need for explanation. Like my, the biggest way or the best way to explain it's like when you have an aha moment, but imagine a, a continuous aha moment for like three minutes straight, like, and you know, information is coming into your brain, usually like from like your crown, like, you know, top of your head area. And you're just being filled with like energy information. It's kind of like, yeah, sounds woo woo, but you know, I I haven't had this kind of conversation on the, on the podcast yet. And I'm really happy we are because it's such a huge part of my life. I've kind of gotten more into like super grounded reality recently, but I have this like urge to, like let go of so much, you know, starting with the fast and things of that nature. But mm-hmm. yeah, notebooks are so important um, because one, I, you know, I don't remember things very well sometimes. So it's good to like be able to review back to the thoughts you had when you're in that space. And um, it's such a human act because, you know, we're, we're in this like higher, and I say fourth and fifth dimensional spaces because like 
you're like really seeing your third dimensional life for what it is and who you are. And then you're thinking about the thinker who is thinking about life and sometimes past there as well. And that's cool and all, but you need to be able to grasp that and then bring it back into, you know, third dimensional life where we spend most of our waking state. And then you can bring that energy and, and give it out to the world. And then it's something so different and beautiful that like, it's hard to not be recognized. And you can tell who has grounded spirituality versus like, like I'd say we've had a pretty grounded conversation here. You kind of have to be, if you want to like really create, it doesn't matter if you're a Sagittarius or if you're a uh, Aquarius, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Or if you're a Taurus, it doesn't really matter. Like we all have to be here and create things. That's, that's, that's kind of part of this life. It's like to be human and not to be so spiritual. We are spirits. We're like spirits in, you know, temporary meat suits. So writing everything down and being able to review it and then even share it too. I think that's really cool too. So we've touched on a couple of different things. Um, we've talked on your, your work as a mycologist. Um, we've talked about your alchemy. We've talked about your intentions with your business, I guess, kind of as we um, digress here, I kind of want to know a little bit how you incorporate all types of mushrooms, um, functional or medicinal into your diet every day. Just uh, if for someone, let's say there's a listener who doesn't really quite know what that looks like, um, or how they can integrate some of these things. What, what do you do for your, and the, to go back to the ritual, you said it kind of before I did, like you had like, you know, a cup of matcha, like everybody has rituals, whether that's like waking up at a certain time, rolling over, scrolling for 10 minutes and then going and brushing their teeth and then getting a cup of coffee and getting a breakfast burrito and then driving to work. That's like a ritual. But like you say, I know what you mean when people think you're like making, you know, well, nothing wrong with grids either. I've had some pretty cool crystal grid full moon experiences. That's a, yeah, another, I mean, like you I know, practice magic and witchcraft and things like that. It can look different, but yeah, the actual definition of a ritual, you know, like it's accessible to everyone. It doesn't have to be so elaborate. It can, it can be, you know, yeah, like having a cup of tea in the morning. And we do encourage people to make a ritual out of their microdosing experience when we are mm -hmm. talking about, you know, how how I like to microdose specifically rather than passively just taking a pill, which I noticed that, you know, in these like isolated pro drugs and the pharma industry, that's kind of how it is. It's just like popping pills when we don't detached yeah detached disconnected and yeah just just further away from the source and to me i think that a lot of disease you know is just like it's imbalance in the body and also it it stems from our disconnection to nature mm -hmm. yeah yeah and what are some of your favorite supplements that you take? Um, I know you probably make all kinds of stuff. I mean, I've seen like blue Lotus. I've seen um, cordyceps recently, which I'm actually growing right now. Super nice. excited to get a, a crop of here next. And uh, yeah, I'm interested like, you know, and of course you got the hookup at mindful. So you got to have some lines main and some other types like what, uh, and also too, I might add some of this food you make, you could have, I swear you could have your own, YouTube channel teaching people how to make delicious foods with all these beautiful mushrooms that you, that you, uh, you, you source and, or, you know, find. Um, but like, what do you, what's your, some of your favorite ways to incorporate mushrooms in general into your life? Yeah. Great question. I definitely do have a morning ritual 
lion's mane is something that I take every day. Yeah. I really like the lion's mane cordyceps combo. Mm. It's just amazing for energy and focus. We're actually working on a blend right now where we're going to combine lion's mane cordyceps and something called blue magic, which is an aquavitanical extract of spirulina. And it's a beautiful color. And I mean, I love algae so much and seaweed, and I think it's very underrated and not talked about very much mm-hmm. in the world of medicine, but just how medicinal seaweed and algae are. Yeah. Um, but Blue Magic specifically is just very anti-inflammatory and super vitalizing and just feels so energized. So we're working on a blend that right now. And I, I take all of those three every morning um, with Shilajit as well. And yeah. then during these like colder, I'm like colder, but it's not ever really that cold in San Diego. Um, but during flu season, I definitely incorporate more turkey tail and reishi into my nightly routine Mm. and it's not a mushroom but blue lotus is one of my all-time favorite medicines i mean i love Mm. that water lily so much and it's been such Mm. a powerful ally to me and just really really in regards to like my mental health too and just reminding me that i'm on the right path and that I'm doing great and just like with my confidence and just overall energy levels. And I'm, I'm super grateful for the Lotus and the ways in which I've been able to like build this relationship with all of these different plants um, in my everyday routine. And it's kind of like a, a courtship, you know, where you, you commune with the plant and you're like, Hey, you're kind of like asking permission almost of like, Mm, do you like do you want to work together because it is a symbiotic you know relationship that we're building and I think that a lot of people don't do that and I I think it's important when you're working you know with so many different plants and like feeling if it's in alignment rather than just like oh people want this okay I'm gonna extract it and then sell it and it's like I've really really learned that to listen to what I'm feeling most called to and then to develop a relationship before, you know, extracting it and selling it or sharing it with other people. Yeah. So mm. definitely lion's mane. I love to cook um, so many different types of mushrooms. Learning to cook with lion's mane has been so much fun because yeah. it's not, I mean, it's not something that you see every day and it, has such a complex flavor profile and just Mm. like very seafood-like and crab-like. And for our most recent farm tour, we made some lion's mane crab cakes, which were such a hit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just like the different flavors that mushrooms can provide to elevate your dining experience has been also a passion of mine. And I'm grateful obviously to have access to all of these different mushrooms to, to play with. And I definitely have visions of teaching more cooking classes and just showing people how they can incorporate mushrooms into their life more because after working in the farmer's markets for so long, I've noticed like people have this like alluring like effect and like feel really captivated by the mushrooms, but they're almost intimidated to buy them and to cook with them just because they don't, they don't know. Or they've had like one bad experience with like a mushy 
mushy mushroom that was just like not cooked properly and then they're scarred so just teaching people like there's so many ways that you can cook them and I don't know if you've had trumpet mushroom bacon but like there's no not yet there's no sane person that like tries that and is like this isn't good like it's just yeah it's so good <laughs> yeah that's amazing I've tried I've had um I've made like a version of like a shredded chicken from trumpet it's cool because it's so like, you know, um, like thick and you can actually like drag a, a, a fork down it and really pull like some strips. I've had, yeah, agreed. Like one of my favorite ways to have lion's mane is definitely like the, the crab cake version. Um, even like steak slices out of it. it. Mushrooms are so versatile. It's such a good, um, obviously a protein source, but there's so many like other compounds and I'm really starting to learn like beta glucans or, you know, like, um, obviously like lion's mane with all the, um, like, I mean, like you name it, like even like my Takis and stuff like that, they have their own, you know, set of compounds, obviously cordyceps. I mean, it's kind of endless. So I'm very, also very grateful to kind of be in the space and to be in the know before, not like before most, because obviously mushrooms are still huge, but there's still a, a huge wave of this like, um, mushroom, what do they call it? The shroom boom. Um, so I'm happy to be a part of it. Where do you see the industry as a whole going in the next like three to five, maybe even like 10 years? And how do you want to be a part of that? Yeah. I'm so grateful to feel like I have my foot in the door in this industry. And I do feel mm -hmm. like there's no other industry that I would rather be in. Yep. Yeah. I, you know, I had always wanted to do farming and pursue farming, but was told by a lot of people like, you know, you don't make a lot of money in that industry and like you're always bending over backwards and it's so much work and farmers don't mm. get enough recognition, which I completely agree with. Um, mm. And like the mushroom industry has kind of transformed that whole perspective for me and being able to do farming and feed people and grow medicine for people and be rewarded infinitely for it and like abundantly. And I think that the mushroom industry is most definitely on the rise. I think that we are on our way towards decrim and possibly legalization. And what that says for the community, it's, I don't really know. And I think, you know, patenting, isolating and patenting psilocybin is kind of inevitable. Uh, and just like with a lot of other um, plants, they've done that. And you, you know, you can't patent nature, but you can patent an isolate of a plant or a mushroom. And that's kind of like the foundation of what they've done in the pharma industry. And that's what works because it's like something that you can control. But I do think that despite that, there will always be people that will prefer like the more organic, holistic, natural form. And that really motivates me to just continue growing and to kind of make capitalism my bitch in that way and you know yeah. just continue in this like unconventional way unconventional you know understood to me, totally understood to me, it's like the most yeah to me it's what makes the most sense um yeah but who knows where it's going to go i'm along for the ride <laughs> and i'm just going to continue onward with with doing what feels right and just trying to be the most conscious throughout the process and yeah, just like learning more and sharing 
more. And I think with this industry that we're in, I mean, I know that with the work that you do too, we're kind of, you know, we're paving the way and in, in, in many ways, there's not really a foundation mm-hmm. as to what we're doing. And right. that's been huge for me is just knowing like, well, how much do I want to share? Like how much do I want to show face? And there is a beauty of being like underground and, and being more mysterious about it. But then I feel like in these last few months, it's, it has been more of a potent time of like sharing and kind of coming out of the closet the mushroom closet and being like, this is what I do. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it's been really empowering to share that and to receive feedback from people and just being like, I'm really happy that you're sharing this. And Mm. yeah. Amazing. I have two lasting questions. The first is if you have a message or you had a message to the whole world, it could be about what you do or what you believe, what would that be? And, and, um, it could be as short-winded or as long-winded as you want. Hmm. Yeah, that's a pretty packed question. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I've said like five times, connecting with nature is huge. Yeah. I think that, you know, our our bodies are so complex and the ways in which that we can heal ourselves and, you know, our capacity and like ability to evolve as human beings it's just like it's so profound and I think we often forget that Um, and I think nature can really remind us of the power that we hold so that would be a huge part of it I would say just loving people you know like with your whole heart and having compassion for people because when you can see things from different angles like if someone says something to that really hurts me, instead of feeling, I mean, obviously I may feel hurt, but also loving them for why they might feel that that's okay to treat me in that way, you know? And like thinking in a way where you can come full circle and yeah, and just love and forgive. And that's just like a huge part of life. And that might sound like the most corny thing, but I think that leading with love is, is the way of the warrior. And oftentimes it's, it's harder to do that. So leading with love, connecting to nature, listening to your body because your body really knows best. And by the way, attuning to nature, I mean like the cosmos and the earth and all of it as a whole you know, and realizing like the interconnectedness of all things and yeah. Yeah. And for me, I, I really like to stress the fact that connecting to nature, it doesn't have to be difficult. Like it can be, it can be doable for everyone. Even making medicine is doable for everyone. And like allowing people to remember that they can come back to their artisan nature and like make a tincture just by blending like herbs and alcohol And those are things that you can get like from your backyard or like find on the sidewalk literally and like go to a local liquor store and it doesn't have to be super elaborate. Um, So yeah, I just like encouraging people to connect with nature in that way, or maybe even having a plant in your room, like you can start with that and just like, just remembering in that way. That's like a huge part of why we do what we do is just to remind people of, their their power 
So yeah, loving people, connecting with nature, listening. Um, and I just think like being creative and and, and so that can look like so many things, but just, I feel like when I take the time to really live out my purpose and find my passion and be creative in the space that I'm doing that in, that's when I feel the best. And like, I can really, really feel like a heart activation. And I want to encourage people to do what they love, despite what other people may tell them. And like, I'm rooting for you if you're you're choosing what you love because at the end of the day, you will be rewarded for that. Perfect. And this question I ask every person on the podcast that I'm interviewing and it's pretty broad. I'm kind of like honing this question in kind of keeping it the same. Also um, interpret as you may it can be short winded, long winded in what ways and how are you growing in mind, body, spirit, and mushroom? Yeah, I would say that I'm growing on a physical level and on a spiritual level and on an emotional level. <laughs> but in a physical way, like growing mushrooms and being able to be present for every stage of the process has felt like some of the most rewarding work I've done in my whole life, you know, and it it just inspires me to continue forward with that and I, I always have loved like doing things with my hands and growing mushrooms and like how meticulous the lab work is too. It's so much fun to me. So mm -hmm. I definitely am growing and I do feel like what's happening on a macro level is also happening on a micro level. And like that analogy really, really resonates with me. And I think that when I just continue to grow mushrooms that every other aspects of my life will grow um, and they've, they've taught me so much. So definitely that's how I'm growing. Also keeping up with my spiritual practices. And that has been like a huge evolution for me is like, cause I was at one spec end of the, the spectrum with spirituality and being super like crunchy hippie at one point and almost using it as like a mask and like a way to even like bump up my ego and like, Oh yeah. I'm oh, yeah. Cool. And now I'm kind of, you know, it's kind of leveled out and balanced out in a way where I, I recognize why I was on that end of the spectrum. And I, I love those parts of myself. And a lot, a lot of it is because I was really annoyed that I hadn't learned a lot of it sooner. You know, a lot mm. of what I had been, learning myself and like I've, I felt like I was being lied to and betrayed and all of these things and naturally like when you experience one end of the polar spectrum you'll get to experience the opposite end and yeah I'm really grateful for for learning so much about spirituality early on and now getting to like really really see it for what it is and implement it into my everyday practices yeah and like I said, like yoga is a huge part of my life and movement, like mindful movement in general um, and encouraging people to, yeah, just like connect with nature every day. And like, sometimes you don't, you don't need these like elaborate medicines. Like you don't, 
you a lot of what you can heal use to heal yourself is like right outside of your door you know mm-hmm. or like really close and it doesn't have to be like oh i need to source this like medicine from across the world to help me with this element and this and this like you have to think about how the indigenous people used to live and they were able to make do with what they had in their natural environment so definitely it just encouraging people to connect with nature in that way and like also reminding you all that you have so much power and yeah that's that's i think that's it <laughs> i think i answered your great question. answer <laughs> no you answered it for sure thank you for for going so in depth and thank you again for showing up today appreciate you appreciate your energy appreciate your intent and your products how can people find you where can they find you and how can they get in contact with you and what can they support yeah absolutely we have a website it's lacunamedicinals.com and just this week we're going to actually launch a whole line of spagyric medicine tinctures including an array of medicinal mushrooms and also blue lotus and then I've also been working on a fly garrick one which I'm super excited about that Mm. should be released in time for Christmas hopefully Um, but yeah you can find me on Instagram as well, lacuna.medicinals. My my personal Instagram is fungi with a four instead of an F. And yeah, feel free to reach out to me if you want to talk mushrooms or alchemy or magic or any of that. Um, I'm here. Thank you so much. That was an amazing episode. You guys, if you enjoyed this video, make sure to give it a five star. If you're listening on Spotify, a review, if you're listening on iTunes or wherever else you're listening, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, make sure to give it a like, smash that like button and make sure to comment. If you guys have any questions for Talia, make sure to drop them down below in the comment section. Of course, subscribe and don't forget to hit the bell icon so you guys can get notified when we post brand new episodes. So until next time, much love, namaste, have a great day. Don't contemplate, meditate, and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks, Talia. Have a good day. Talk to you later. Thank you. (laughs) Bye, guys. Thank you.